You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. I want to pick up right where we left off last week. The title of this three-part series is Understanding Christmas. And today we're in part two. Now, we're being told that all religions are the same. I mean, we're, this is being shoved down our throat that all religions are of equal importance and they're all the same. Uh, we are told that the greeting is happy holidays because we want to be inclusive and we don't want to separate ourselves from anybody. We hear it's the holiday season. And I've been noticing some very glaring, obvious, undeniable truth that, that the only way we're doing getting around that is just suppressing it, like Romans chapter 1 says. We, all of us, all of us, all of us, we go to the post office, we go to the bank, we go to the revenue office, and I do this on a regular basis, and I wonder, what in the, what's today? Why is this thing closed? I asked for a show of hands last week, and every hand went up. You've been to the post office and wondered, well, what are we celebrating today? Why is this closed? We don't have a clue. And, and here's the fact. Nobody in America will go to the post office on December 25th and wonder what the day is. Now, somebody's going to have to get their head out of the sand. Well, we're not a Christian nation. Somebody's going to have to get their head out of the sand here and, and wake up and look at some glaringly obvious facts. I will assure you nobody will go through the drive-in window, be getting all their stuff, signing their check, you know, and then look, and the little tube deal not be in the deal, and you look in and it's all dark. Well, what's the day? That won't happen on December 25th. Not anywhere, not anywhere, not anywhere. Now, we, we talked about last week, it's the holiday season. Seriously? The, what does that mean? It, it's just a, something to, to avoid saying, Mary, C-H-R-I-S-T. That, I mean, that's all that is. It's the holiday season. What does that mean when we live in a country that celebrates Columbus Day, Washington Day, New Year's Day, Inauguration Day, Martin Luther King Day, Memorial Day, Independence Day, Labor Day, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving Day? Not any of those days can you make a deposit at the bank, yet we're going to say this is the holiday season. Well, what about all these 92 other Julian holidays that we have all the time? We live in a holiday season. You're failing to understand, or you're just not wanting to say, Mary, C-H-R-I-S-T. I mean, that's the only, that's the only, this is Jesus's birthday. We celebrate that day on December 25th. That's the day that we've all decided to celebrate his birth on is December 25th. And it is so huge, it is so gargantuous that we start having school parties and then we have office parties and then we have neighborhood parties and then we have 10 sets of relatives that all got to come over and eat at our house for free. And so we got to have a night when all of that happens. And so it has taken up two months to feed everybody that we're kin to and so we so it's a holiday season because this has been going on for a long time here, but it all hinges around December 25th. It's not a season, it's the celebration of a birth. It's the celebr it's somebody's birth 
birthday. And because it's somebody's birthday, every city in America has lights down their main street. Well, we're not a Christian nation. We don't honor one religion over another. Every city in America doesn't have lights down the street on Muhammad's birthday. Now, somebody's going to have to look at this besides just me. The light tradition where we're having thousands and thousands every night to go out to Garvin Gardens and see those lights out there, it's only because Jesus is the light of the world. That's where that idea came from. It's not because it's a holiday season. Why don't we put up lights on Washington's birthday or Columbus's birthday or Inauguration Day or Independence Day or Memorial Day or Labor Day or any other days off that we're off all year long? What, what, because they're not the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. That's when we put lights up on that day. There's not a close second to the celebration of Jesus' birth. Billions of dollars are spent in celebration of Jesus' birthday. Billions. Our economy is stimulated and radically impacted. The economy of the entire nation is impacted because... A celebration God so loved, he gave. And so the people that we love, we give to. And that's the only reason we do that. We don't give gifts on Washington's birthday. He was a great man. He, I mean, I can't talk enough about what a great leader he was. But we don't spend billions of dollars celebrating his birthday. The holiday from work, the holiday from school is Jesus' birthday. Gift-giving came because God so loved, he gave. Now, somebody's going to have to recognize this. Don't tell me that America is not obviously a Christian nation. Don't, don't, let's don't even go. We're going to have to stop sticking our head in the sand and suppressing the truth here. Don't start convincing me. You know, if you tell a lie long enough, people start believing it. And that's what's concerning me now. We have folks believe in this nonsense. Let's don't be foolish. All religions are not the same. We're looking at understanding Christmas. This is Jesus' birth. Well, it's a time for children, and it's a time for families, and it's a, that children and families enjoy it. It is Jesus' birthday celebration. We got to understand Christmas. It's not the holiday season. It just takes us two or three months to celebrate this birthday, but it is the celebration of Jesus' birth. Now, it is utterly foolish for anybody to argue with the Bible about the sin nature. It's, It's utterly foolish to tell man is basically good and he learns bad from his environment. That that's silly. No one spent hours teaching you how to be selfish. You didn't get spankings for being nice because your parents were trying to instill selfishness in you. No teacher spanked you in school because you weren't selfish enough. We didn't send out report cards with a bad grade in conduct because you lacked selfishness, you lacked anger, and you lacked madness. And we want to see this child demonstrate more anger on the playground. Don't argue, don't argue with the Bible. Nobody ever teaches you how to be mad, how to be afraid, how to worry. We don't go to counselors and say, I'm just lacking in the worry department. And I need you to walk me through how can I worry more and more deeply and more often. 
I'm, I need some counseling. What's wrong? Well, I, I'm just not jealous enough. And, and I want to work on my jealousy issues. I, I'm lacking in that area. Don't argue. We are born with a sin nature that comes natural to us. Kindness is taught. If you had a mom like I did, it was beat into you. And you did. You know what, you, 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 you know what I'm talking about. Brad, you did too. It beat into us. It was beat. Respect was beat into us. Now, we, we, I like it. My, my grandkids sit in a car with their moms before they go in the house. Now, when you get in there, here's what you're going to do. You're going to say not, you're going to say thank you. You're going to say that was a good meal. You, when they go over to somebody's house, my daughter sit there and school them on what, when you walk in that door, you don't stare down the floor. You look them in the eye. You shake their hand. Here's what, what we're doing is doing everything we can to beat the hell out of us. Are you getting that? And I mean, that's not a profanity statement here this morning. That's literally hell. Li- hell resides inside. The infant in the crib is consumed with selfishness. Consumed, consumed with self. And we spend a lifetime trying to drive that rebellion out of the heart because we are born with a sin nature. Now, we read, and, and I'm not trying to... Uh, tell you don't read Matthew chapter 2 for Christmas. I'm not telling you to change up our Christmas stories. But I want you to go to Romans chapter 7 today. I want to focus on the Christmas story. True enough, we read the birth of Jesus, and, and I'm not taken away from that. But I want to make sure we understand Christmas, because here is the Christmas story. Romans chapter 7. The Christmas story starts in verse 14. The trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritually good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human. I am a slave to sin. Church, here's where the Christmas story begins. I don't really understand myself. I want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that I, what I am doing is wrong, this shows me I agree with the law. I agree with it. It's good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I want to do, I don't want to do what is wrong. I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is the sin living in me that does it. Now, let me tell you something here. I have discovered this principle of life. That when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with my whole heart. I mean, I love God's law. I love God. But there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Everybody get this. Who will free me 
from this life that is dominated by sin and death. You'll never understand Christmas until you understand the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. We can't understand Christmas. We miss the whole point. Sin nature has us. We, We do what we don't want to do. We even act in a way we wish we didn't act. Sin nature has us. I agree with the law. I love God. I don't want to be a jerk. I don't want to act like that. That's not what I want to do. But here I go. I get mad. I don't want to worry. But here I go worrying. I don't want to lay in bed living in fear. But here I am. Fear's got a hold of me. I don't want to do that. Verse 17. I'm not the one doing it. It is the sin living in me. Church, mankind has a sin problem. And that is our issue. Now, you've got to get this in your mind when you're looking at any other religion. For those that will go to a liberal college and they teach you on world religions and how all of them are of equal importance, raise your hand and ask, what are we going to do about sin? Because that is... The problem. That is the... Now get this, get this, get this. Other religions may teach some worthwhile, helpful things. Other religions may have some worthwhile spiritual concepts. And when you are hearing a presentation of other religions, it sounds good, it sounds helpful, and it sounds beneficial. You will get some benefit out of meditating. You will get some benefit out of putting on those skin-tight pants and doing some exercise. I guess. I couldn't get them in, and I couldn't get them off if I did get in them. You, you, you will get some benefit in exercising. I mean, to go and sit outside, cross your legs, and hum would probably do some of you a whole lot of good. It's a whole lot better than what I hear you talking about, so just go outside and hum for a while. And stare up at the cloud or something and hum and hold your hands. I mean, that would just help you a lot. But all of that still leaves you controlled by sin. Here's what I'm telling you. All of that still leaves you under the condemnation and the judgment of sin that is inside every man controlling your behavior. Yeah, you may have gotten some help by other religions, and you've got some good friends that are into other religions, and they're, Tim, they're good people. I get that. But the issue is, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And humming doesn't satisfy that. Tight pants and doing exercises doesn't satisfy that. There is only one Savior of the world. And that's what makes December 25th now 
a whole holiday season where day after day after day, we're at a play, we're at a production, we are buying presents, we're at an office party, we're at a family party, we're at a neighborhood party, we got family coming over. I think people come over to my house that are not even part of our family. They just come. They hear we're feeding for free over there. I mean, people are just coming. Why do we do this? A Savior has been born. A Savior has been born. When you look at the list of the holidays, it's long. It's long. We've got to open our eyes and compare this holiday season with Columbus Day, Washington Day, Martin Luther King Day, Memorial Day, Independence Day, Labor Day, Thanksgiving Day. Add them all up together, and they don't touch the celebration of Christmas. Why? John chapter 1 is the key. John chapter 1 is the key. John is out baptizing. Baptizing people in the river was not uncommon, very common practice at that day. But in verse 29, John looks up and he sees Jesus coming and he says, Behold, the Lamb of God. Okay, everybody know what the Lamb is? That was a substitutionary sacrifice that covered sin. A lamb sacrifice only, get the word, covered sin. Everybody get that? For 4,000 years, we covered sin by a lamb sacrifice. Behold the lamb of God who... Come on, help me out. Behold the lamb of God who covers sin, who does a temporary covering. No, 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 no. Behold the lamb of God who takes away... The sins of the world. Most historical statement that has ever been made before or since. And no other religious leader does that. No other religious leader does that. I want you to underline John chapter 1 verse 29. Underline it. Circle it. Put arrows toward it. Make sure that you have it marked in your Bible. Turn the page down to it because that is the key to this celebration. That's the key to understanding Christmas and it's the key to your entire life. Because a lot of religions tell you don't do this and don't do that and don't eat this and don't say that and don't watch this and don't touch that. Here's the problem. I can't don't. I just, some reason, I just can't don't. My teachers told me don't do it all the time, and I just, I can't don't. I just did it anyway. I, I don't know what's so bad. I don't understand myself. To understand Christmas, you've got to understand that no other religion deals with sin. Don't ever forget there is a born sin problem. No one teaches bullying. Nobody teaches that. Nobody teaches little children how to hurt one another's feelings. The mean things that kids do and say to each other, it's unbelievable. No one ever taught an adult how to be mad. I watch you, and, and, and I see you trying to be mad, but you're not really good at it. Let's have lunch together and let me talk about how to really get mad. Let, let me teach you how to really get the veins popping out on your forehead. Nobody's ever had to teach you how to be mad or worry See, nobody's ever had to teach you how to be jealous. Sin causes you to react out of anger, out of jealousy, out of greed, out of selfishness. And no other spiritual leader saves us from those issues. But wrapped 
in swaddling clothes, laying in that manger, was the Lamb of God who was going to deal with the issues in my life that I am unable to deal with myself. Matthew 1.18, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And laying in that manger was all man and all God. It came through the seed of the Holy Spirit and not through the Adamic seed that the sin nature is passed down with. Romans 8 explains this. I don't have time. I'm running out of time. Good grief. Romans chapter 8, verse 1 through 14. That is the Christmas verse. I want you to get Romans chapter 8, verse 1 through 14. Romans chapter 5. Make sure that you get this. Here is the Christmas verse. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were yet sinners. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.